Welcome back, my Freedomists. You are listening to the Quest for Freedom podcast, where every single week I uncover life-changing habits, routines, tips, tricks, or hacks that bring you personal, everyday freedom. And today, I specifically want to ask you if you need to declutter your life. It's a very, very important question, especially in this day and age of over-consumerism, where we're spending money all the time that we don't have on things that we don't need. Now, as somebody who personally practiced minimalism for seven years living out of a suitcase, I feel that has absolutely changed my life. Before that, I was never really a big spender, but I certainly had stuff. And once I packed my life up into a suitcase, and by the way, the first time I packed it up, it was way too heavy and full of stuff I didn't need. But as I got more experience in what I really needed, it is amazing how that's kind of carried over into my everyday life. So even though I now live in a home and I have a walk-in wardrobe, I just don't buy things. I just don't need things. I would far prefer to spend my money on experiences, not stuff. And today's episode is all about convincing you to adapt the same attitude and to consider why you might be buying so much stuff all the time. So if you are like me and you only spend money on things when you really need them, then congratulations. If you love buying stuff and you can't release it or let it go, then I've got a couple of tips for you. I am very, very grateful to the seven years of living out of a suitcase, which taught me that minimalism reigns supreme and the feeling and the lightness and the joy and the happiness that you get from having way less stuff is just incredible. And I want everybody to experience it. Now, before I lived out of a suitcase, I was pretty good. I didn't really spend a lot of money on stuff, but I certainly had more things, I think, than I need. And the minute I started living out of a suitcase, even though the first time I packed one with my life up and it was just way too heavy and had too much stuff I didn't need, as I got much better at that, it really did become quite a liberating experience. For a starter, if I bought anything new in my suitcase, I would have to replace something that already existed. So there was no allowance for me to buy something new and keep it in the suitcase. It had to replace something else. So for one item in, one item had to be given away, donated, sold, left behind. Um, typically it was left with friends or gifted and to some lucky person who actually valued it. The same went for any items regarding books. So I got given a lot of books when I was traveling by friends who were authors and I would typically read them and then I would pass them on to somebody else who could benefit from them. And I do kind of believe that this is a brilliant way to live your life. Rather than having all these clothes in a garage, you can do clothes swaps with friends, which are actually really fun because often you have really beautiful clothes and you don't really feel like just giving them away or selling them for super cheap. And they're probably too good to just go to a sort of a an op shop or a, a Salvation Army store, um, or maybe they're just not suitable for people in need of clothes, like they're not warm enough, but they're fancy. And you can do a clothes swap with your friends where you each bring around around 20 to 30 items to each other's house over cocktails, of course, and you literally swap clothes. And it's like you get a brand new wardrobe with no money exchanged and a perfect way of reusing perfectly good items. This is a fantastic method to unclutter. So that may be one way of uncluttering your wardrobe and starting to look at all the things you have. But how do you go about making some ground rules, simple ground rules for uncluttering your life? Well, here are a couple that I found when I was reading some of Oprah's awesome stuff. So thank you, Oprah. Number one is that everything you own should have value. 
either because it's functional or beautiful or you just love it. The amount of stuff that I know that people have because they actually can't remember why they bought it or why it's there, but they're still not prepared to get rid of it, blows my mind. You should love the stuff that you have, or it should be highly functional, highly practical, and highly useful. Otherwise, it really just doesn't deserve a space in your life, and it certainly doesn't deserve to be weighing you down. Number two is every item needs a place where it lives. So if you have so much stuff that it's spilling out of your drawers, your cupboards, your wardrobes, your cabinets, you might want to take a very hard look at your organizing process and also just the sheer amount of stuff that you have that is filling up your space and therefore your mind and therefore your life and probably emptying out your wallet at the same time. So when you have a drawer, it should house the things that it needs. For example, the sock and underwear drawer or the bedside table drawer or the kitchen drawer for utensils or the garage drawer for odds and ends that don't necessarily have to go in the toolbox, but you use regularly. So where do these keys live? Do you put them on a hook by the front door, behind a cupboard on a key rack? Where do they live that you always know where they're going to be? And finally, number three is to focus on one thing at a time. So if you're trying to simplify your life and declutter, simplify it by focusing on one thing. That might be a corner of the garage. That might be your wardrobe. That might be a set of drawers in the study. That might be a corner of the lounge room where you have a number of bookshelves, for example. So these are a couple of the ground rules that you want to consider on a daily basis or if you're doing a spring clean or you're just doing a weekly kind of clean up. It's really, really good to have ground rules. The second thing that you may want to consider is if you're going to go out and buy new stuff. So we can talk all day about how to declutter your house and I'm happy to give more tips. But one way that I think you can do that right now over the next 12 weeks and be guided through it is to head across to nataliesisson.com forward slash uncluttered. It's uncluttered by my dear friend Joshua Becker of Becoming Minimalist who is the master of uncluttering houses and lives over the last, gosh, seven, eight or nine years. And um, he's just released this course that's going to be happening over the next 12 weeks. That is an affiliate link. Go to nataliesisson.com forward slash uncluttered. Check it out. It's something like $89 and it's a complete live guided course to work you through bit by bit in your life and your house to unclutter your life and experience more joy, happiness and freedom. Trust me, very worthwhile to check that out. So thinking about stuff you already have, let's now switch to things that you haven't even bought yet. So let's say you're going out to buy something new because you absolutely need that new backpack. Even though you already have one and maybe the zip's failing on it or something's a little bit torn, but you're going out to buy a new backpack. Hopefully it's not because it was on sale and hopefully it's not because you didn't need them. You actually do need to replace your new backpack. So if that is the case, then ask yourself three questions. Number one, where will this live? Hopefully it'll live where your existing backpack is, but you need to absolutely know that you have a space for it, especially if you're trying to declutter. Number two is what am I going to do with it? So if it has a purpose or fills a need, then that is fine. And for example, the backpack definitely will. You'll take it hiking on all those amazing world adventures. If you already have four or five of them, that's not fine. So if you're a handbag collector, please stop and think why you need 17 
handbags. I find that one of the most ridiculous addictions. I really do. I have a couple, but they all serve their purpose, and I pretty much always end up just using one. And number three is what is it replacing? So in the example of the backpack, it should replace the old one. And when you come home with your new backpack, you shouldn't leave them both there. You need to get rid of the other one. Either have it repaired, gift it to a friend, take it to an op shop or a recycle shop, donate it or throw it away, but preferably try and recycle it. Because if the thing that you have bought that's new is replacing something that's old or broken, that is fine. But if it's just something that you felt like purchasing to go with your other collection, you need to seriously look at your spending habits. This will just create more and more clutter as you go on in life. And before you know it, you'll have four of everything and you'll end up using none of those. So just a couple of examples of questions to think about for when you are going about uncluttering your life and also before you go and buy new things. Once again, I used to have a friend who I loved dearly, but whenever she was depressed or feeling insecure or feeling anxious, she would go on a shopping spree of around a thousand pounds and she could never afford this. She'd max out her credit card. She would feel instantly gratified for about a few minutes right after spending and buying gorgeous clothes and all sorts of lovely luxury items. And then about 10 minutes later, she would feel sick to her stomach that her credit card was now even more in debt. And she now owned more stuff that she really didn't need. And I could not help her at the time. I didn't have the tools in my toolbox to be able to really fully understand why she was doing this. Um, and it absolutely blew my mind that this could be happening. And it was extremely saddening for me as a friend to not be able to help her out of this situation. She's since worked out that it was part of her OCD, but also a reaction to stress and anxiousness. Uh, but it was certainly was not helping her. And what she really, truly needed to turn to was mindfulness and meditation, which I've been discussing here on the podcast many, many times. So I'll link to those in the show notes that you can find at nataliesisson.com forward slash 44. So if you want to come across, see the links that I'm talking to and the uncluttered course, that's the best place to do it. Or click on the show notes in whichever podcast player you're listening into. And by the way, we're now on Spotify and it's really awesome to see that Spotify downloads are going up and up and up now that we're on there. So thank you, Spotify listeners. That is fantastic. Just hit the search bar and type on Quest for Freedom and you will find it there. And if you just want a couple of simple spaces to start that may be stressing you out. If you have a home office, hopefully you have a standing desk, but if you have a sitting desk, that's fine. Your office is one of the best places to start, and I know that it freaks a lot of people out, but just simply clearing all the space off your desk and finding appropriate places to put things is a really, really easy and quick win for making you feel like a rock star because it not only helps you personally to have your own personal space but as an entrepreneur as a business owner as a freelancer as a side hustler you are setting yourself up for success by creating the ideal workspace from which to work a couple of ways to do this is is to get a decent pair of drawers not too big but have them right there for you and mark out which each drawer is for so for example in our office the top drawer is for batteries and charges of various devices that all live in the same drawer. The second drawer down is for camera equipment. So 
well, one, for a start, any nice digital SLRs. We only have one, by the way, and any older like pocket cameras that I had from my travels that are still quite useful and any stands, tripods or any of those, you know, selfie sticks, they all go in there so I can access all my camera equipment in one place. The third drawdown is actually for audio equipment. So that is my podcast mic that I'm talking into right now. Any attachments, any lapel mics that are useful, any audio equipment, microphones, little cameras for the laptop that I do use consistently and all the time and we only have the ones that we need. And the fourth drawdown is for boxes of things that we have recently bought that we may potentially want to sell in the future. I'm talking about iWatches or a Fitbit um, or anything like that that is really useful and you want to have the original box and the warranty in it and the cords, etc., so that you know that it's all in the right place. So knowing that is super simple. That's where everything goes back each time. Yeah, sure, sometimes I put it in the wrong cupboard or I forget to put it back, but almost all of the time it is in the exact drawer that we need it in. And that's it. We don't have any other cupboards. We do have a bookshelf. It has a lot of books on it. And I do have specific systems for almost everything in this house, like even in the kitchen. There's systems to stuff. There's logical places where I put things and file things. I don't always get it right, but I pretty much always know where to look. And the final one would be keys. <laughs> so we have a key rack inside our garage door. So the minute you get out of the car, you hang your key up there. And we also have one near the back door. It's in actually behind a cupboard, so nobody would be able to find it easily. But we hang all our other spare keys there for access to outside buildings and inside cupboards and drawers, etc. And we're either looking in one of those two places. And if it's not there, then somebody screwed the system. But that never really happens. So I just really wanted you to get to thinking today about how to unclutter, how to be a minimalist, and how to go about living a more spacious, beautiful, joyous, happy and light life by having less stuff, by being less weighed down, by saving more of your money than you're spending and by only having the true things that you value in your house, in your possession that are valuable, useful or something that you absolutely love and just can't live without. You've been listening to Quest for Freedom. I'm Natalie Sisson, freedomist, minimalist and here with you every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe if you're enjoying this. And do leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify because reviews are just freaking fantastic. And frankly, I love reading them and they really help other people to find great content on any podcast on the webs, on the interwebs. All right, I'm tuning out.